Yo, what is up? We're back. Another episode of Novelty Growth Voice. We're sitting here at Wave One Media on Monument Circle. If you have a dope podcast that you're trying to start, this is the place to start it. Um, I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine, Amari. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm wonderful. Right How are on. you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. It's a beautiful day outside. Beautiful. Can't complain. Right. Um, so real quick, you know, for the people that are tuning in for the first time, Novelty Growth, it's a platform for creative entrepreneurs and professionals to be heard. You know, our goal is to interview really successful or up and coming movers and doers and getting to know them more on a personal level, uncovering their journey, their mindset and their vision for what they're doing, hopefully giving them an opportunity to share their story and inspire people who are listening to turn their dreams into reality. So without further ado, I'm sitting here with Omari, an entrepreneur, a real estate investor. I'm super excited for this episode because um, I've known, how long have we known each other? Uh, not that long. Not that, maybe a year or a year, less or yeah, less, I don't know. It has to be so, less than a year. Yeah, less um, than a year. And so for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm in real estate investing and you know that's how Omario and I kind of uh, linked up and got to know each other, sat down for some coffee and just found out super like-minded, um, have, you have a lot going on, man. So I'm just excited to dive into your story and kind of figure out more what you're doing. So I'm gonna start off with, uh, you know, from the very beginning, where are you from? Oh man, of course, hometown, Indianapolis, man, born and raised. Uh, grew up on the west side of Indianapolis. Went to Ben Davis High School. Shout out to Ben Davis, man. We just got it. We just got some runs over there. Like our guys are winning state basketball. Our guys are winning state football. I mean, it's just it's a good time over there, at Ben Davis, right now. So yeah, that's where I'm from. Though, grew up here uh, in Indianapolis. Right on. How many siblings do you have? Um, let me count. It's not even that many, but you just put me on the spot <laughs> like that. Uh, I have. I'm the youngest. Okay. I'm the youngest. So. <clears throat> I have three sisters, um, Erica, Denise, and Morgan, and then me and my sister, we share, well, he's my brother, but he's not my brother, right? Okay. Like, me yeah, and my dude. sister share uh, a sibling, I guess you can say. So, um, not blood-related, but, I mean, you know, that, that he, he played a you know huge part of my life. So, um, I consider him as you know my older brother as well. So, what was it like being the youngest one growing up? Oh, it's beautiful. Come on, man, you get anything you want, <laughs> anything you want. Nah, nah, nah. Really, man, it it helped me be able to kind of uh, learn from other people's mistakes. That's that's honestly probably one of my biggest things that I like about myself is mm-hmm. that um, me being the youngest, I can always look to somebody that's more mature, that's more uh, a little bit older than I am, and be able to learn from their mistakes so that I don't have to you know fall in the same pitfalls really. I feel you. It's all so I'm the youngest of three, and so it's all analyzing just exactly. like what they're doing, what they did. Yeah. You feel me? And 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 just capitalize on that. Don't do the same <laughs> thing that they did, or like you know, you just you just can kind of like pick what you want and leave to the side the other stuff that you don't, man, and just learn. So at the same token, though, it I feel like it does apply a little bit of pressure, though. Did you feel that pressure like growing up, or not really? Uh. Just yeah, like, I yeah. mean, like your siblings, yeah. like out there in the world doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, like es- especially with you know uh, a person who I, you know, call uh, my older brother. He, you know, him, him, and my sister here in Indianapolis. At least, you know, they they had a run. A lot of people know both of them individually. Uh, my sister for fashion, and you know, my brother for playing basketball, and he into real estate as well. So, uh, definitely, kind of felt pressure, I guess, or or it was more just like a. I always knew I was going to be successful, you know, like just having a older sister and older brother that kind of did their own thing. I kind of just automatically knew on the inside, like me is like, 
what? Like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be successful, period. Um, and I just kind of take it, you know, and, and shaped it for the journey that I'm on, you know, today. So For sure. What were your uh, hobbies growing up? Uh, hobbies, man. Um, <clears throat> well, I actually started off in football. Believe it or not, I know I'm skinny and stuff, but <laughs> I've kind of been in the gym this year, so don't run up. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But I uh, started off with football, man, and actually was pretty good at the sport, you know, uh, really pretty good. And then uh, my older brother came back home, and, you know, he was playing overseas at the time, mm. right? And I was pretty good at football, at least decent. You know, I wasn't the greatest player. I'm not going to make it like that, but, you know, I was pretty decent at it. And uh, freshman year, I just stopped playing football. Like, the varsity coach came and asked, like, hey, man, you know, just come out. Like, I'm like, nah, I have no interest in it and just literally switched over to basketball. Mm. Like, in one summer, like, football, it was like I never played football. <laughs> it was crazy. People were like, what? You don't even play basketball? I'm like, yes, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, was the, why was the reason of switching to basketball? Man, you know, I felt like um, football kind of started to get a little unconscious for me, like, to play the sport. And it was fun, but – basketball was a lot more challenging man it was something that I wasn't good at and I felt like I like I, I like the challenge of it you know like mm-hmm. um football is is you know I play defense I play safety so it was like you just play one position and in football you get a you get a break after every play mm. most plays right basketball is completely opposite you're on the go constantly 24 7 you play offense and defense you got to be aware people moving setting screens and going under going like you got to be your mind it's just a different sport you know so like I I like that and I like trying to understand it and trying to um be able to catch up and be able to say yo I did like I felt like it was just an accomplishment for me to um catch other people that was a lot better than me for sure so I know that you're you know a very creative individual did you you know, was it always sports growing up, or were you interested in other things as well outside man, of that? Yeah, mainly it was sports, though, man. Like, man, dude, 70% of the lessons that I've learned today is from sports. Mm. Um, 100%. Um, like, 100% fact, man. Like, I do, Adam, when I tell you, when I started playing basketball, I was in the gym literally two, three times, like, working out per day. Like, Five years heavy. Christmas, birthday, Thanksgiving, none of that mattered. Mm. Breaking into gyms. I even went to – it's a whole other story. We probably need to do like a part two podcast (laughs) or do something later down the road. But I end up even going to jail for getting into the gym. Wait a second. Wait a second. Tell the story. (laughs) Oh, my God. I knew he was going to do that. So, anyway, make a long story short, uh, it was a coach that uh, I was was, – had a pretty decent relationship with. His name was Coach – man, I forget forget his name, but he was a – it was a JV coach at Pike High School, and um, all the guys would come back, and they would play there in the summertime, you know, uh, some of the overseas players, college athletes, and, you know, I just had pretty good connections with them, so I'd get in there and I'd run with them too. And um, the coach, had, he, he would allow me to get into the gym. You really wasn't supposed to do it, right? But he seen how determined I was in my ambition and knew that I wasn't doing nothing crazy. You know, I was a solid kid, and, uh, you know, he would let me get in there. So, um, honestly, I'd go and yank the door open. Uh, we would do that so much so that the door would actually like not even really close. You could yank it one time and then you you in there, right? So I end up doing that. And um, <laughs> I yo man, it's so crazy. My journey is so crazy, Adam. Man, I I had keys. I end up getting keys to the gyms. Like at Ben Davis, I had keys to the gym. All of this just happened for me getting into the gym. Just you know, over time. So anyway, back to the Pike story. Ended up getting into the gym, and uh, it was a silent alarm. 
mm-hmm. in the gym. So I'm walking through. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking I'm good. It's a Friday night, right? Saturday morning, whatever. As soon as I get in there, I bring this. Um, it's called the gun, yep. right? So it's a gun. So I used to put it under the court. And um, when you shoot, it rebounds for you, yep. you know, so that you can get your follow through and stuff like that better. So as soon as I hooked it up, I, I, I kid you not, Adam, I took one shot and I hit it. And then like the police, I swear it was like a movie, <laughs> like the police just like bust through the doors. Like they had bo- bust through both doors and just kind of like boxed me in like I was a real criminal or something. Like I was really stealing stuff. I'm like, man, what do you what do you want? Like, what's going on? It was like, no, don't move. Just stay right there. I'm like. Okay, so I'm just standing here literally with just basketball, a beater on, basketball shorts, just a basketball. That's it. I'm like, they was like, you know what? You can't be in here and dollar. I'm like, well, hey, you know, my coach allowed me to be in here. And, uh, you know, to be honest, man, the the, the, the police officer was really uh, he, he was just going to take me to jail regardless, man. Yeah. And I, I even tried to call. I, I told him, I said, man, you know, I can call my coach right now. And he'll tell you that uh, he gave me authorization to get in here. You know, he he didn't. You know, he he, he didn't want to hear that. And uh, before I got in a paddy wagon, I said, well, you know, is there any way that I could not go to jail today? He said, no. I said, all right. How old were you? Uh, 21, maybe 20, maybe 20. Okay. Maybe 20, man. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was in jail and it was like, man, dude, what did you do? I said, I was in a gym playing Shit, basketball. I was hooping. <laughs> I was hooping. Yeah, was just trying to get better, man. So. <laughs> No, okay. um, that's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, crazy. <laughs> so what was it that, I mean, growing up, did you want to be a professional athlete or was there something yeah. that you wanted to yeah. be other than that? Man, I, yeah, uh, even before that, man, um, no, it wasn't It wasn't a before that, to be honest, man. Part Sports have been part of my life since I've been alive. You know, I played football and, you know, um, um, junior leagues and stuff like that, you know, at six years old, seven years old, all that type of stuff. Um, and I played some basketball here and there, but sports has always been, you know, a part of my life. And, um, obviously having an older brother that, that, that went on and, you know, he, he, uh, you know, tried out and stuff like that for the NBA, summer, summer league teams, and, you know, had a, uh, decent career overseas, you know, that obviously influenced me, you know, I'm with him and I'm hanging out with his network and some of these people playing the NBA and, you know, went on to do a lot of different things as far as the court. So I just that that became my network as well. And I was already that, you know, in, in school and stuff like that. I was already that. But that helped it actually feel just attainable for me to get, you know, because people like that were, you know, just around me, not on a daily basis, but, you know, pretty consistent. Yo, what's up? What's up? <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So, you know, after high school, did you go to college? Uh, yeah, I did. So after high school, I actually went to a prep school down in Georgia. It's called Atlanta Sports Academy. I went there and it was, uh, it was terrible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it terrible? It was, was terrible, man. It was just, uh, my experience. It was, it was, uh, it was an all boys school, number one. So, okay. you know, I, I'm, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Right. It was an all boys school, but, um, you know, uh, like Deion Sanders, I think his son or his nephew went to the school. Calvin Johnson, cousin, was on our team. Um, a lot of people think that I'm lying, like, on this stuff. But, no, nah, for real, Calvin, Calvin Johnson came to our game. Um, um, Cam Newton came to our game as well. That's you know, cool. so I actually went to his house. And it just helped me open up, like, my mind about just what is attainable and stuff. Whether it was sports or not, I knew that I was going to be successful, period, in my life. Just seeing those different uh, situations, you know, and um, – yeah, it was so it wasn't all bad, right? Like mm-hmm. I had some good experiences. We went to Lenox Mall in Atlanta. Like we had some fun, but um 
overall as for what I wanted it to is to advance me to be able to play at a different level or, you know, get a scholarship at somewhere and it just didn't happen like that. Uh, from there, I ended up going to Vincennes University and uh, um, tried to just, you know, really just work my ass off, you know, so that I could get on the team and things like that. That didn't work out and I ended up dropping out and uh, told my mother I just had to find a different way. And she was like, OK. Mm, so she was supportive. <laughs> Yeah, just because, I mean, I, I know, Adam, you're still getting to know me as well, but, man, like, she just know how ambitious I am. She's seen how much work that I put into basketball. She's seen how, like, um, just how much time that I put into that. And she knows that, like, if I just switch that with something else, that it'll work out. So, and, and, I, and I, you know, I'm her baby. I'm the last one. Everybody else did, you know, pretty well. So she's like, I mean, all right, you know, I, I trust you. I still want you to get that degree now, but. <laughs> Whatever, shit, I mean. Did you ever declare a major while you were in school? Uh, Sports psychology. That's what I was going to school for. So I was always obsessed with, like, the mind and, like, just how that works when it pertains to uh, sports and, and like, uh, uh, like how that affects an individual and things like that. I kind of started getting into that later, and that made, I made that my um, um, major in school. But they didn't really have that. They just had psychology. But So here here's a interesting question for you. So you're you're taking sports psychology and your whole life you're, you know, playing sports, focusing on basketball. You go to college, you're trying to, you know, make your dreams come true, go play professional, um, take it to the next level and then for, you know, whatever those reasons are, why what it didn't play out, you know. So mm -hmm. what how did that affect you? Oh man, I remember it vividly, man. I, I remember sitting <laughs> I remember sitting down, man, in the gym. It was like, because uh, I was breaking into Vincent's gym, too, by the way. <laughs> so I was there, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning. They, You know, the custodian come and telling me to get out. I'm like, yo, whatever. I'm putting paper towels in the doors and all that stuff. So I think I, like, done started a whole trend at Ben Davis. <laughs> I go back. I see kids getting in. I'm like, man, we started that. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, like, I, I remember sitting in the gym, man, and I actually start crying. Like, it was just me by myself, man. And I was just sitting there, and I'm like, yo, I don't know what this means. I don't know why this is so hard. Like, I swear on my life, I work harder than anybody I know, period. Uh, whether that was true or false, that's how I felt, yeah. you know. And um, I never seen any, any anybody in the gym more than I was, uh, whether they was better than me or not. I never seen anybody in the gym more than I was. So I, it was just real frustrating why I didn't click, why I wasn't smooth, why I wasn't just going the way that I wanted it to go. Um and as far as, you know, offers and things like that to go to a school and just, you know, talent-wise. So in a moment, as much as it hurt it, I knew, I knew, and I said this to myself, I said, I know that this has to, it has to be a benefit, it has to be a reason for this. Mm. You know, uh, I don't understand it now. And I'm telling myself this, like out loud in yeah. the gym. And I'm like, for real, I'm sitting down and I'm like, man, I don't understand what this is, why this is happening, but I know that this is actually going to be great for me. It has to be. It only makes sense. I don't get it right now, but, you know, it's, it's going to make sense in the future. Where do you think you developed that mindset? Because a lot of people would just be like, like, get super down on themselves, you know, spiral into a downward, you know, hole. And then, like, it's hard for them to get out. But right from the start, I mean, obviously, you're, like, frustrated, but you had that mindset of, like, this has to mean something. You know, I, you knew that you were destined for greatness. You, you knew that you were going to be successful. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's a couple of things, man. You know, Adam, number one is that my mother was a single mother and she just did it single handedly. Right. And, you know, she didn't have any help and it didn't even look like she needed any help even if she did right I couldn't even she she masked it well so like I guess having confidence or just going through different situations uh I'm real solution oriented like I don't like I don't know I just don't dwell on 
I just don't dwell on stuff. It's like, if it happened, it is what it is. Where do I go from here? My mind automatically goes into that. So a lot of it comes from her. A lot of it comes from my older brother, him having that same mindset as well. Um, and him instilling that type of, I mean, it was already in me, but yeah. seeing the example of him actually play that out as well, you know, it helped me too. him, uh, just not letting situations phase you. Um, that helped me. And then uh, also just my name. You know, I, I believe that my name really like if all else fails, I remember what my name means and it means the highest. Mm. So I just like uh, I know that I'm destined for greatness, period. Whether somebody agrees with it, disagree with it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't even, you know, really phase me anymore. And, uh, you know, I can always find power or strength in that. You know. So where did you go from there? From there, I dropped out of no oh man. This is a funny story. Oh man, I don't. Okay, so I got stories for you guys today. So so listen. Um, I was talking to this girl right at school, and um, <clears throat> we were going to like a a, a study hall place. Uh, at Vincennes, right, we was going to a, a study hall place, and I was working on some math or something like that. And uh, we was in there, and I don't know how we got on jobs, right? We start talking about jobs, and I told her like I'm this type of person. I don't. I, I told her I said. I bet money I can get an interview right now. Like, I'm still in school, but I bet money I can get an interview. And I and I looked up, like, you know, job sites. I looked on Indeed. And I and I said, like, okay, let me just look for something that I think that I would like. So I just type in sports, sports jobs, right? So, like, a sales job came up, and it was like, if you're a sports enthusiast or you play sports, you know, this would probably be good for you, da-da-da-da-da. I just click apply, right? Had a resume, and I, I just click apply. Kid you not, 15 minutes later, they called me. They called me and I was like, hello. And I was like, yes, is this Amari? I just seen that you applied for this position, whatever. And I said, hold on. Can you can you hold for just a second? And I put them on pause and I said, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So then I went outside and I I talked to her and she was like, yeah, can you come in next week for an interview? And I said, well, I'm still at school. Do you mind? Can we push the interview back a couple weeks? Uh, That's when I'll be home. She said, yeah, that's fine. Um, I set it up and everything, bro. Set up, set up the interview. And I told my mother we was about to go on Christmas break for school. So it was like maybe I don't know second week in December, early December. And, is this uh, your junior or senior year? This is what sophomore year. Sophomore year, okay. Sophomore year. So uh, I had told her I said, "Hey, Mama, listen, if uh, if this job turned out well, because we had a you know in college you got a whole month break, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was like, Mama, if this job turned out well, then I'm not going back. I'm telling you, mm. you know, straight up. And she was like, she was a little hesitant, but she was just like, okay, because I told her I said. Look, I think I can make like forty thousand a year here, and uh, why would I continue to go to school if a sports psychologist, if that's basically what they make, you know? So I'm like, and they don't even have technically sports psychology at my school; it's just psychology. Mm. Um, so it's not even specific to what I'm trying to do anyway. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, okay. I mean, I hit her with all those facts. She was just, she was just kind of like, <laughs> okay, you know, let's see what happened. And um, I went in for the interview. They hired me, and I start working. No, I was excited too. Like you know, I was excited too. You know, to get five, six hundred dollars and stuff like that in a week, and I hit a thousand before, and it was just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and I just told her like, I'm not going back. And she was like, all right, you know. So I kind of figured it out from there. But yeah, that's that's how I end up leaving school. wasn't just like I couldn't do it. I knew that I could have a nice GPA. I knew I could get, I could attain a college degree and all that stuff. I just started to see different, different. Like I started to think about like, man, how much is this? Like, this room and boy, like, how much am I paying for this? Mm. Like, and it's how many people are staying in here with me? Like, think about this building. How much money are they getting off of this? Like, we got to pay for everything, mm. you know, and I just start thinking about stuff like that. I'm like, man, this just don't make sense. It just don't make sense for me, at least. 
So I started looking in different directions, man. And that's yeah. kind of what happened. That's that's actually a really funny story. Did you tell that girl where you're like, hey, I'm not coming back to school? Uh, yeah, I told her. <laughs> I told her. I'm like, yo, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Like, if I if I go, <laughs> if I if I go, yeah yeah basically like I'm like if I go and it and it and it kind of works out, then I'm I'm out. It's it's over, man. I'm not coming back for sure. So how long were you there at your job? I was there for a year, man. I can't, and that's the thing. I can't stay at jobs. I don't. I cannot stay at jobs <laughs> why, either, man. Why is that? Oh my god, I don't know. It's like I feel like I'm a decent, you know, employee. I, I, you know, I like try to do what I can, and I'll be respectful. I ain't never did nothing crazy, like mm-hmm. you know, went off on somebody at the job or try to talk to some, like you know, nothing like that's like an automatic. Yeah, you should be fired for that. I never really done anything like that. Uh, I got tired of that job, and I got into um, um. Network marketing. Okay. So then I start understanding about that, right? And that that kind of start helping me understand more about business, mm. or like, okay, what it means to work for yourself or having more and stuff like that. So through that process, that actually really helped me grow a lot more, and to help me kind of, you know, the mindset portion of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, network marketing really helped me. I didn't make no money in it. <laughs> didn't make no money in it, but uh, <laughs> uh, it definitely helped me, man. I was fortunate enough. I met two billionaires in that process. Mm. Um. The owners of the company, they was heavily into, like, uh, um, farms. So one guy did potatoes, and he does potatoes basically for, like, every restaurant, McDonald's, Longhorn, Steakhouse, everybody. Um, and the other guy's oil. All right, so it was two billionaires, and they came together and formed this company. Uh, but when I went out there, I always, when I get to meet somebody of, like, a high level where they achieve a lot of success, I just pick their brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even care about network marketing. I was just like, well, how did, you know, how did you get to this level and different things and just see how easy they were to talk to how accessible they were and things like that and i just read people you know or read energy i guess i don't know if that's weird but just pick up on how they move you know what i mean and then i i kind of just um see how that is and then i i put it into my own perspective in my own way you know so was network marketing that first experience for you with entrepreneurship uh yes yeah yeah man um that that helped me that really helped me that really helped me as a mindset and it forced me to understand, to know how to, already knew how to, like, hustle. Like, I mm-hmm. cut grass and did a lot of stuff that I was and wasn't supposed to do, you know. But um, I, uh, I so I kind of already knew how to hustle. But the, as far as the mindset into being a leader and to developing other people into, like, that type of stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, building yourself up and working on yourself, personal development, that type mm-hmm. of, excuse me, that, that type of stuff, that's really when it, where it kind of, you know, took off for me as far as the mindset goes and just self-confidence and um, what you believe about yourself. Like, all of that type of stuff is important. Like, every every successful person is super confident about themselves, period. So let me ask you this. I don't know if you've read the book or not. I, I would guess that you have, but was network marketing when you... Think uh, and grow? Not think and grow, oh. even though that is good, but rich dad, poor dad. Rich dad, poor dad, yes. Um, And I actually heard about that book. How did I hear about it? I did hear about it through. I, I mainly heard about Think and Grow Rich, to be honest. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, that was a huge one, and then uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I heard a little bit later on, and um, I didn't even finish the book, to be honest with you. Mm. I didn't. I did start reading it, but I didn't finish it. But I knew the whole concept of it, um, and I probably honestly should go back and read it. But it was just more of a mindset thing about how one guy views something a certain way, and, and another guy views something a, a different way, and how their lives basically turn out. So this guy was observant of his rich dad and his poor dad. He was comparing them to each other and seeing why his rich dad was actually, you know, uh, rich in his mindset and why his poor dad was actually poor. So 
um, as far as mindset goes, you yeah. know. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was. That's a dope book, though. That is a dope book. I need to go back and finish it though while I'm talking. But no, that was the first yeah. book that because uh, network marketing, same type of story. That's when I, you know, we've talked about this. That's yeah. when I kind of got, um, you know, introduced to that mindset as well. And you know, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I've talked about this on the podcast before. But you know, that's when I realized the the four quadrant box: the employer, uh, the investor, the business owner. Right. I was like, wow. That like, it. Yeah. Th- that did help me. That yeah. yeah. That 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 did blow my mind. I was man. like, I'll never be an employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man it's it's hard to it's hard to man especially like now once you start to kind of get some uh, traction and things are going you know in, in a good direction for you it's hard for you to it's hard it's it's almost like man that's so crazy that people will work for so minimal like mm. for a long period of time yeah and i look to do something else like they're comfortable like if you ask them like hey that is just a normal job to them mm-hmm. and um they job that that they work could be literally bringing in hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and they only getting paid a slither of a portion of that for that same position that they work so it's like man yeah just being an entrepreneur really it really just opened up my eyes to a lot of different stuff man so i know that also you're you're a dj yes I man oh my god yeah you <laughs> where, just found it out where, where'd this come about was it recently was it back in the day like where? yeah yeah man so let me uh kind of tell you about that so i uh after after um after I uh, start working for the marketing company, it was actually down here at the Pan Am Towers. Uh, I used to work uh, for a company. I even think Indie Marketing is the name of them, and we used to do a lot of stuff for like uh, AT and T. We used to hook people up for internet and cable TV services, right? So that was the company. After there, I left there and went to Verizon. Ended up getting fired from there. Uh, left there and went to ADT and start working there. And I and I had a lot of growth from there. And um, I ended up getting fired from there as well. <laughs> as well. So it was just kind of pointing me in it. But it was all like very little small stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just kind of pointed me in a direction like, hey, I need to I need to just do this on my own. Like it kept mm-hmm. just showing me like, yo, you got what it takes to be able to do it. Um, so what was your question again? I'm sorry. DJ. I went OK, yeah. there we go. I was getting to that. All right. So I'm saying all that for a reason. Right. So all of those are my main jobs. Right. So then I start to think outside of the box. I'm like, well. Look, I want to get into real estate. So what can I do that's a little bit different? Maybe that's fun, but maybe it's just not a normal job, but it maybe can still bring me a cool income in, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'll start thinking about stuff like that, and I'll start typing in music jobs and just shit like that. And uh, I end up finding DJing. Went in there, got an interview, and I literally hadn't been to a wedding until I DJ one. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, I never been to a wedding, like, where a bride come down and – I'm literally playing her song for her wedding day and I had never been to a wedding. <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. It was scary. And it was like, what? This is wild. Like I'm really at a wedding and I'm DJing for a wedding for my first wedding. So was that That's the crazy. first, like, did you have experience? No, <laughs> no, bro. I didn't even like, it was a thing in high school, right? Like I had these little turntable. I had got like, I don't know, uh, freshman year, maybe even eighth grade. So I had DJ one party and, um, like I didn't even really DJ it though. Like I just had, my system set up and I like played a couple songs, but I wasn't like really scratching yeah, DJing it. Like a playlist. Going. Yeah, a playlist <laughs> basically, you know. So um that's the only thing that I did and I thought about actually really DJing, but I never really took advantage of it in, in high school. I wish I had a because I could have made a lot of money doing it, man. Just as a young kid, I could have just did that. But I didn't. But when I seen the ad, I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Like, let me just DJ. That's a good interest in me. I, I love music. Let me just see. 
So then he uh he trained me over the next maybe two or three weeks, and he was like, man, I'm telling you, it's not crazy. It's a wedding. It's not a party, right? So yeah. it's a lot more emceeing, doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're playing the songs on time, and you got a lot of events and directing people actually leading the night versus just, you know, mixing and scratching and stuff like that. So it kind of worked out. So how young are you? Um, 25. 25, okay. So yeah, 25. when did you s- stumble upon the thought of wanting to get into real estate? Uh, it was wanting to get in real estate, man. It was, I was still working at ADT. I had to be 22 to 23. It wasn't that. Okay. 22 to 23. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get into real estate. And so now you're in real estate. Yeah. Like, how did you turn that into reality? Man, honestly, it's, uh, man, I know, I know people just a lot of, cause I listen to podcasts and stuff too, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, and, 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 and. People, <laughs> people that haven't done like if you're not doing your dream yet, a lot of people think that what I'm about to say is like BS, mm-hmm. right? But it's like once your intention is on that to do it, once you like make up your mind, hey, I'm going in this direction, stuff starts to unfold for you. You meet different people. You're just your mind is like that. And I know people are probably tired of this example, especially if they listen to personal development. You've heard this example before, but it's literally the same thing. It's like soon as you get a brand new car and then you start seeing everybody with the same car, it's the same thing. Your mind works the same way with your vision. So it's for me, it was like, okay, yes, I am going in. I'm, I'm getting in real estate. I'm a flip a house. I'm getting into real estate. And every six, you know, a lot of successful people all have real estate, regardless of their industry, right? They all have homes. They all have assets and things like that. So I'm like, well, hey, if this is not what I'm going to stay in, at least I need to learn about it. Yeah. You know, I need to learn about it right now. So, um, Having that intention, it helped me actually focus and get into real estate. I wrote some stuff down, and I just surpassed those goals, really, mm. just because I didn't know what I didn't know. Like, I didn't know anything about real estate and, you know, to flip a house. And, you know, people think that you have to have a billion dollars to be able to do it, and it's just not true. So I learned a lot of different things, and I just stayed on it, stayed getting information about it. And um, I saved my tax check. Really, I knew, I knew that I was going to get in real estate. My taxes came back. I didn't spend it. And I saved it, and I swear I used that tax tax check to get into real estate. So your first deal then was flipping a house. My first deal was flipping a house. Yes. Was um, that here in Indy? Yeah, it was here in Indy, man. It's on the um near Butler Tarkington. Okay. Uh, I had a property over there, and you know me and my partner we we got through it and, and got it done, and it was actually a. I mean, it still came out decent. We we made money, but actually I had to pay that to our investor, so I didn't even really truly make you know nothing off of it. Uh, but it was still a learning experience, and I definitely don't take it back um it was a loss but it was i gained so much more in that Mm -hmm, for sure so was that um that first deal that you did did you do a next flip or uh i was i was looking to i was looking to do another flip right so um in that i i end up um talking with my partner and i accidentally found out about wholesaling it's what what i'm actually doing now a lot more i do have two flips going on by the way Mm -hmm. um but i'm partnering up with, with with a guy who's just I mean, bro, he he has a whole development mindset. He's like an architect, a developer, a flipper, like all of that in one, right? So I wasn't really even going to get into flipping unless I partnered up with somebody of that caliber mm-hmm. that really knew what they were doing, that really, you know, when you walk into a house, you like, wow. So I have a lot to do with that too, right? You know, I have a lot of creative ideas of what to put in and input, but he kind of steers the ship as far as the – um flipping side goes you know my main thing is you know doing a whole lot of wholesaling now and that's what i've been doing 
So uh, explain wholesaling because you know when I when I explain this to people, it's sub- it's like a hidden gym, man. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Like not, I, yeah. I heard it through like a, a webinar I saw, and I was like, "This sounds oh, yeah. cool, but I like I right. don't really know is it real? It is. is it real? Like, like I don't really like know what, what this is." But when I stumbled upon it, I found out like really the power of it, and you know how you're actually helping people and the money to be made. I was like, "Holy shit, man, bro! <laughs> it, it's uh, it's crazy, man." So my my well, let me explain. Wholesaling is finding discounted properties and um finding discounted properties and selling them to a pool of people who want to invest into real estate typically mm. so wholesaling is everything right so it's it's not even real estate that's the funny thing like wholesaling has nothing to do with real estate um it has everything to do with uh just finding a discount right like like Let's say, for example, Walmart, mm-hmm. right? So Walmart, they get their bananas. They get all their products for for a cheaper price. They may get the bananas at sixty cent, and they sell it to us for a dollar twenty. It's the same thing, you know. So uh, real estate is just the industry that I'm in. You can wholesale anything, right? A product, a car, flip a car. You can do you can do it for whatever. Uh, just real estate is just the vehicle that I use to choose, just because it has a a lot of money in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> per no, deal. So it, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. houses are a lot of money, so exactly. It makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. let me ask you this. What's the, what's the hard part about wholesaling? You know, what is, what goes into it? Is it as easy as just going out and, you know, finding a property and then like calling someone and then boom, you have a check. What, what goes, <laughs> what goes into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's a, uh, you know, but you, you know, what's so funny. I don't want to, when I actually did my first deal, I knew nothing about wholesaling. Mm. That's how I know it works. A lot of people, uh, I, I don't know, like your full out experience, but a lot of people find wholesaling first and then they go out and get a deal. Yeah. I like did it simultaneously. Mm. Like I found out what wholesaling was and I like was doing a deal at the same time. It yeah, was like, yeah. what the heck is this? So how I found out really about wholesaling is that my, my partner, he had a, we had finished up on our flip. He was looking to get another flip, right? And it was a company who was selling the property. Now, you got to follow me on this, Adam. It was a company that was selling the property. So they, they would send out um, email blasts of these properties. But they also put them on different uh, websites like Saria and Craigslist, all this type of stuff. So my partner, he had saw this property. It was advertised at 69000 Right. And I seen the same property, but it was advertised at sixty seven thousand. Mm. So he had called me literally. Kid you not. This is on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, I think, 2017, maybe. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get this property. I see it here. It's over here on this street. It's advertised for sixty nine thousand. I'm like, hold on. I just saw that same property and I think it's cheaper. And he was like, yeah. I'm like, OK, look, listen, if I can go back and talk to them. And I can get them to agree on a price. Can I just get the in-between? Mm. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. Right? So I ended up hitting him up. And I was like, hey, I see this at 67. This other place is at 69. Can you give it to me at 67? Man, they emailed me back so fast. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, can we do it? Now, I should have tried to negotiate it down <laughs> to 50 or something. Yeah. Right? And it would have been a lot better situation. But still, I ended up making, you know, a, a couple grand off that. And I really didn't even know what wholesaling was. So that was my... Uh, first deal, you know, kind of accident. And um, I started to kind of just was like, well, let me just figure this out. So I reached out to other people that was in the industry and, you know, kind of start start really rocking and rolling from there. Like, it's a lot easier. I love it better. So is that your main thing that you're doing right now is, is wholesaling? 100%. And you have flips going on. Any rental properties that you're working with? Man, we're looking to get one right now. We have one under contract, Adam. It's beautiful. It's renting out 1050 a month. And um, 
the lady's been there like nine years, I believe, and it's beautiful. Where's it it's at? It's beautiful. It's like uh, it's near the fairgrounds. Actually, okay. it's like uh, it's an Oscar Robinson neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's like a little little subdivision that he built, I guess, a long time ago. And it's these houses. They like these little ranch, three bedroom, two bath, two bedroom, one bath house uh, homes. And uh, you know they're nice over there. So we're thinking about going ahead and uh, you know probably getting that one as our first rental this year. So, yep. So that's that's what you're doing full time. What is you know, and that's true entrepreneurship. You're going out here, you're hustling. You know, you're trying to find these deals. What is would you say would be the hard the hard part about entrepreneurship? Because obviously, I mean, people know this by now. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Like, what is your experience with it? Is it a lot of ups and downs? Is it just this you know constant uphill like consistent growth, or are you experiencing some heartaches? Like. You know, what's up? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I'm still getting used to doing everything, mm-hmm. you know, like like like, you know, when you when you start out, start out working for somebody or like that's what you're programmed to do. Right. And and and, and you don't have that. Right. I don't have that. up. I don't have that up under me. Like I can't mm-hmm. yeah. like it's, it's sometimes it's still hard. Like right. For somebody to go to work from nine to five. Monday through Friday, if I did that, if anybody, anybody, kid you not, anybody listening, if you did that for yourself, you would be surprised about how much money you make. But we, in our own mind, we believe that, okay, $20 an hour is enough or whatever it is, $7, whatever. But I've been able to, it's, it's just kind of a struggle bus getting your, getting my schedule consistent, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a lonely road too, man. I, man, I'm telling you. I want y'all to think it's just straight peaches and cream. It's a lot of people that won't understand you. They think that maybe because they go to a nine to five job and you're not going to a nine to five job, they think that you're not doing anything. Um, it's just a lot of that type of stuff. So just even personal relationships, it can is going to affect it. I'm not gonna say it can. It will. If you're an entrepreneur and um, you know, a lot of people around you, they aren't entrepreneurs, it's gonna affect it, period, hands down. Mm, so I think one of the yeah, and I I agree. I think, you know, the one of the challenge, most challenging things is, you know, like you said, if if you have a job and you're going nine to five, if you don't show up at nine o'clock, I mean, you're fired. You know exactly. What I mean? If I don't wake up tomorrow morning and I wait or at nine and I wake up at noon, no one's firing. Me. Exactly. And, you know, that's, that's the hardest thing. I know. Hardest. I promise, man, that is the hardest thing to get over because you don't have nobody that tells you, hey, you need to do this. You got to mm-hmm. be your own motivator. You got to. Yep. Do whatever you need to do. Listen to podcasts. Talk to yourself out loud. You just got to, you know, uh, motivate yourself even on days that you don't feel like, you know, um, you want to do it or whatever. And, 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 you know, over time of you doing it, you know, a couple years and things like that, then, then you can wake up whenever you want to. Then you can, you know, you got a system together. You got people in place. You don't have to, you know, necessarily do anything that day. You can go and take vacations and do all that type of shit. So. Facts. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right on. So. Um, I know you're, you're talking about, you know, putting in, you're actually doing it, but you know, we've been talking about it a little bit, putting together yeah. uh, this, this platform that you're yes. interested in. Uh, I want to have you kind of explain your thoughts on this. I yeah. know, uh, just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adam, and I appreciate you. Number one, man, shout out to Adam, man. Novelty growth, Landon, Caesar, you guys do the thing, man. Y'all do the damn thing, man. You know, I came out to y'all events. It's dope. It's just always a good vibe, always a good time. And um, I've been having this vision. You know, we sat down. And I talked mm-hmm. to you, you know, about this from, from day one before I even, like, fully knew what you were doing and, mm-hmm. you know, novelty growth was and all that type of stuff. But basically, uh, making a long story short, man, um, creating a platform, looking to create a platform. This is what I'm doing real estate for and using the funds to be able to kind of fund this in the future. Um 
and I'm still in a work, so I don't know when, you know, the first event will pop off or when we'll kind of push it out. But uh, it'll be called I'm not even going to release the name yet. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But basically creating a creating a platform for people to uh, appreciate different events, very similar to how you've you know been able to throw events, throw different events uh, such as that. And um, also create different documentaries for people also be able to um just kind of like a media company, you know, so uh, the best way to describe it is similar to uh, complex, right? It's just news, it's media. So documenting different people in uh, um, the city, show, showcasing uh, different talents, uh, art, having events, um, and also in the future, kind of like, you know, when things kind of uh, get to a certain level where uh, we're able to throw events pretty easily and have a very, very, very good turnout, um, start to do things that are actually very meaningful you know have a business seminar where it's maybe me you a, a lot of different entrepreneurs and we can go and actually teach or, or or talk about our industry for other people to get into it or connect with us um a black tie event you know it's all across the board you know kids events all different type of things to be able to bring people together and um you know be able to show appreciation to other people and just be able to give people an outlet to be able to see that people here in the city care we do got a lot of dope people we do got a lot of good things going on here it's just people don't see it in a form so i want to be able to showcase or broadcast that in a lot of different ways doing episodes you know doing uh i already said documentary so um different things like that for people just to watch tune in you know check out hear our thoughts and um you know i guess that's what i can say for it right now so that's a lot but it's still vague but that's enough. You yeah, know? <laughs> no, for sure. I like it. I like it. So I know that, though, you're trying to take that and you're trying to parlay that into more so like film. Like, is a yeah, huge yeah, 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 yeah. You have. So, I'm, like, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up, yeah, man. That passion I, I don't come even from? know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where it came from, bro. Like, I have no clue. Like, I, I, I want to get into film, you know, future, and I want to be able to um, tell a story. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'd be like an actor or producer. I, See, this is stuff that I still even need to research. I don't even know, you know, all the terms, but I want to be able to put something on. Like, I'm the type of person I want to be able to kind of tell a person how I want the film to feel. Like, when somebody watches it, when somebody views it, how does that make a person feel? What do they take away from that? How does that trickle? How does that start a conversation? I want to be able to get those ideas out and have the screenwriter and actors and everybody kind of come in place to bring the vision to pass. Mm. You know, maybe kind of similar to like a Master P. You know, he has his own independent films and, you know, um, you know, he's not act. Well, not now. You know, he's not acting and stuff like that. He just kind of is the is the mind behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the owner of it. So being able to do things like that and be able to create that and uh, putting films out that people can kind of just really relate to. And, you know, um, just as growing up, man, I think I think this is a part of it as well. Growing up, I'm sure maybe other people can relate, whether it's an artist or or or, or a uh, actor or actress is different roles. Like if you like your favorite movie. Right. Um, you can be able to kind of put yourself in their shoes or be like, man, I wish I was like that person mm -hmm. in some form or facet. Right. Maybe they're super confident or maybe they it was an action movie and it was some James Bond type shit or whatever. You know, whatever it is that that kind of just makes you be like, dang, I, I wish I had that. Right. Like but it also be able to you seeing that shows you that it is attainable like energetically i don't know if that makes sense like yeah, you can you can embody that character into mm -hmm. who you are and add them to your personality so that's where i think kind of my, my um vision comes from film it's like i know that people seeing that they can see a character in uh motion and and they can be able to kind of take from that character and add it to you know who they are to make them a better person or 
you know, shine light on them. So that's awesome. What is there anything else that, you know, is in your vision that you, you want to do maybe, you know, 10 years, 15, 20 years from now? Is that is it owning some type of uh, company, film company like that? Or is there something else that, you know, you've thought about before? Man, good question. You know, Adam, um, I, I want to be like, uh, you know, a person is just kind of like I am my brand. Like I, I want to always reinvent myself. You know, it's so funny and uh, it's a lifelong thing, but I'm, you know, committed to to doing it but uh like I want to learn a lot of different skills I'm a weird individual man I'm telling you I don't like I'm a different person like I want to be able to do a lot of different things just to just to broadcast or show that you don't have to just stick in one thing Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that you know I went from working to being in real estate to getting in film and you can have a lot of different things that are a part of who you are you know that makes you interesting um, so, you know, I want to be able to learn an instrument. I want to be able to, you know, learn another language. And I'm like, I'm, that's me. You know, like I want to be able to show that. And people like talk to me. And I, I like if it's a, I don't know, maybe a Hispanic person that's walking down the street, I can have a full blown conversation with them. But you wouldn't even expect me to say that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm just obsessed with people being able to like blowing people's minds like that, you know, like so. Um, I'm obsessed with learning different skills and, and things like that just to add to who I am. I love it. And I feel like it's just kind of like a um, a vehicle for other people to just think more about what they can do in their life um, as a whole, you know. For so, sure. Yep. I really like how you, uh, your mindset, I mean, very, very aligned with, you know, how I am. Just the whole trying to create your own reality, create your own story, you know, um, just really manifest it from just a vision that you have in your mind. And yep. not, not having to stick inside the box, being able to do whatever you want, even if it's over here or over here. Yep. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I really respect you for that. What um, some a couple of here questions that I have that I always ask yeah. people. So what are three of the most inspirational books that you've read? Yo, um, let's think, man. Um, and this is weird that I'm about to answer this question like this. I haven't even read the book, but I know it's going to be able to help me in a tremendous way, man. Mm-hmm. I just heard a podcast or not even a, like an interview about it. It's called Never Split the Difference. Um, I don't know. I was just talking to you about this before the podcast, yep. but I even heard just snippets of it. It's really just about the psychology of people and how they think. And, um, it's a, it's a guy, right? He the 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 creator of the book. He's a he's a FBI, um, he's a FBI agent, right? So he was a he was head of the. Is he a negotiator? An yeah, FBI yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he was the head of the negotiating department. So he would negotiate with like kidnappers and yeah. like terrorists and like stuff like that, right? So being able to get them, um, you know, uh, uh, civilian safe and do all of that type of stuff, right? So he he was very at a high high level. When it comes to understanding people and psychology and, you know, that's what I went to school for and shit. So, um, yeah, I'm real I'm real intrigued about just how people worry why they do the things that they do and stuff like that um, to be able to give people, you know, solutions in whatever creative way that I decide to go. Um, so that would be one. I haven't read it yet. So, like I said, that's a long, weird answer. But I, I, I know it's going to be one. I mean, I know it is. Never split the difference is one. Another one, Think and Grow, which hands down, man. Um just about setting your intention on something and actually following through with that, regardless, um, you burning the ships, right? And you're not, you're not, you're not really just taking no for an answer. Um, I was thinking about something walking uh, uh, on the way here, man. Um, and this isn't to, to, I don't know. I don't want people to take this in the wrong way at all. But um, poor people are poor because they don't take risks. That's mm-hmm. it. 
you know so like poverty is passed down to generations like you know if your parents are 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 poor i love them to death to death right but if i look at it or if you look at your situation or if you look at a lot of p- poor people that may be around you friends or family or whatever look at how many risks they take they don't take any risks that's why they still stay in the same position that they're in that's why they stay in the same cycle that they're in you know to be rich or to be wealthy you have to take risk and that comes from you just truly believing in yourself so um you know self belief and, and things like that are a direct result in you to actually take a risk and things like that man so yeah it's think, all about the mindset all about the mindset man the mindset money is nothing it's paper like we we throw it away right you know we it's it's literally nothing it's just a value that you are able to give to somebody else or what you are able to bring to people is what you in turn you know get paid for so never split the difference think and grow rich and the other one is um um how to win friends and influence people. So mm-hmm. all, all of these are kind of, you know, very similar, right? Yeah. But how to win friends and influence people is just, um, oh, and I forgot one more. Woo, <laughs> woo. The bonus. This, this is a, Number yeah, here four. go the bonus one. <laughs> bonus one, 50, of, 50 laws of power, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 I need cent. to read that. I haven't. 50 I haven't laws of yet. power, man, hands down to be able to help you mm-hmm. understand. And it got like some, some people would say like some dark stuff in there to manipulate people and to, you know, stuff like that, but it's things that you should be aware of, especially going into business. You need to be aware of how people move, how they operate, um, if if what they're telling you is true or if it's how you can, you know, really find out if it's true um, instead of just listening to what people say. So a, a lot of a lot of lessons, you know, uh, in business and things like that. But it's all psychology stuff, right? It's all just people understanding people and things like that. So I, w- I would say those are yeah, man, those are some those are some good ones for sure. Love it. Um, what? How have mentors played an important role in in your life? Do you have any mentors currently? Huge, man. I actually, man, I I I really, man. If anybody listening to this and they are a mentor, man, and you are super, just what whatever you you view yourself as a mentor, man, contact me. I do need. I need some more mentors. Uh, I can never have enough. Um, but yeah, you know, growing up, um. You know, my guy, he was a mentor to me and helped me. And, and I learned a lot of stuff, you know, from women to ball to business to parents, you know, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So actually hanging out with somebody that's a lot older than you helps, mm. you know, it helped me mature a lot faster. I felt like I was a lot mature for just my age group growing up. Um, and that's why, because I hung out with older people. So um, I had people that I can call, like, you know, when I was back doing network marketing and stuff i don't stay in touch with them as much anymore but yes yeah, I, st- I still do have you know a couple mentors that you know i talk to and things like that 100 percent. even in my wholesaling business i got a guy he just uh uh he he's my mentor he does maybe about like two mil a year just wholesaling oh wow that's it just wholesaling man and uh you know he's our mentor me and my partner he's our mentor man we talk i, I just talked to him the other day he actually just gave us a, a testimonial so we're gonna start using that man and um yeah, using that to our advantage. But yes, yeah, man, that's important. You, that's the easiest way to success. Like, there's no shortcut. The only shortcut is developing a relationship with somebody who's already been there. That's it. Cutting the learning curve. That's it. Learning that's the only the thing mistakes. you can do, man. Yeah, but I yep. love that. Yep. So, what's the one thing that you wish you would have known five years ago that you know now? Whew. Oh, great, man. One thing that I wish I would have learned is uh, to be able to even, I feel like I've always been a decent, confident guy, mm-hmm. but you should feel yourself. Like, not in an arrogant way, Adam, but like you by yourself, like, to me, being arrogant is is like you downing other people, right? Or like you, you, you try to down them or try to like, you know, belittle them. That's arrogant. But 
if it's not that or you don't have any of that energy, you should feel the greatest about yourself, man. Like if, if you don't believe in yourself, no, nobody will. Nobody will believe in, in you like you will. So um, five years ago, I, looking back, I would just tell myself that focus on your belief in yourself about what you can do. Because I'm telling you, Adam, man, I, I spent a lot of my life um, um, catering to other people's needs and, and helping other people out significantly and not even knowing how much value I was bringing to the table mm. just because I didn't believe in myself that I could do it on my own. I kind of did, but it was still like a, it was still felt like, okay, I need a mentor to make sure that I can get this done versus I need a mentor that I can check in with, but I know I can do this on my own. That's a different mindset. Right? So, um, just believing in yourself wholeheartedly. You don't need any, uh, you need everybody, but at the same time, you don't need anybody, you know, to, to make a vision come to pass if that makes sense you it know does, what i'm yeah, saying so so people just just know that you don't have to have a mentor you don't have to be at the waking call every second you do need that to be able to help your learning curve but by all means if you've been doing that stuff for years and years man you don't you don't need that you can do it by yourself man and and this is just from my own experience man I, i've put a whole lot of work a whole lot of time into other people's vision other people's dream all that type of shit man instead of my own mm. who would you say has been your biggest inspiration um man um a couple people um one is i mean look at my shirt right now hey the fresh prince that is a fresh shirt bro you like that yeah that's hard where'd you get that uh i got this from um as a store in speedway what's it called they got like new kicks and stuff there i don't know adam if you've ever been there it's called hurt hibbert sports that's what it's called hibbert sports so they got some cool gear and stuff shout out to them not getting paid for that but uh, so uh, let me ask you this is it Will Smith or the absolutely. actual character? Fresh, man, it's, fresh it's absolutely Will Smith, man. hundred okay. percent. Will Smith, man, the character that he, who he is, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. he play a lot of the characters that if I put myself in his position, like if I wanted to do a movie, I would pick all the same characters that he picked, mm. you know, from Bad Boys to Muhammad Ali to um, Focus to like all, all of his movies are like my favorite movies, you know, so it's just the character that he is, how he uh, just continues to take risks, how he, you know, has a beautiful family with him and his wife, raised some dope kids. He's jumping out of airplanes and <laughs> hot air balloons and just doing all type of crazy shit, you know. So like that's me, you know. That's like the ultimate. Him and um, him and uh, Muhammad Ali, man. Uh, that's a person that I look at that like he just stuck. He 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 believed what he believed and he was so raw with it. Mm. Um, and at the time, man, he he got hated a lot for who he was. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, not going to war and getting locked up and uh, you know, being a champ, getting stuff stripped away and coming out. And gaining the, the, you know, the champ title again, man. That's just, that's dope. Like that's just dope in, in the way that he did it. You know, he said that he was the greatest, and he said that until he actually was. You know, it was a point where other people got in the ring with him, and they believed that they were gonna lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Muhammad Ali. That's the ultimate type of confidence that you should have in yourself. I don't, I don't care what you think. If you feel like that's arrogant right now, just whatever. Continue to continue to be on your journey. But mm. that that, you know, a lot of people view him as being arrogant, but he's one of the most loved people, period, that our, you know, our country has ever seen. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are the two biggest inspirations for sure. Just how they move, you know. Yeah. Um, you So you keep saying this this whole arrogant thing. And this yeah. keeps reminding me of a quote that um, I actually heard from my buddy back when we were in network marketing. Um, but it's something that just stuck with me. He made it up yeah. one day and, I, and he was just like, whoa. Like that was dope. Yeah. And it it just (laughs) stuck with me. And I've actually, you know, something that I tell myself and I live by all the time. And it's stay cocky in your head, humble in your heart and confident in your approach. Ooh, 
that man, can you say that one more time? I'm gonna have to write that down. Yeah, yeah. So it's stay cocky in your head, humble in your heart, and confident in your approach. That's beautiful. Mm. That's it. You that's hit it, man. That's it. That is it. <laughs> like that, that's it. That hit right there. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just said it in a whole Oh, man that's dope i need that like tatted on me or right. something i don't know that was that was that was super dope man but yeah that's it you know being co- cocky in your head like you you should feel like you're the best period regardless if that's true or not you for your own self-esteem for your own for your own self you should you should you should feel like that mm-hmm. you know and uh that radiates to other people and you know you'll get nice. different things in in life that you wouldn't you know people want to be around confident people mm-hmm. period Facts, but it's at the same token, it's staying humble in your approach. Exactly. Because if you just stay cocky in your head, but you're not humble in your heart, that's true. Then that comes then, off as arrogant. Exactly, <laughs> that do come off as arrogant. You know, so you still have to have you know caring, and as long as you've done that work, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're yeah, not yeah. like a, as long as you've done that work on the inside to you know be a good person and and, and really show compassion and empathy mm-hmm. and like all of that type of stuff. You know, you'll be good. But Facts. I don't want people to feel like yo, you got to be the most compassionate person and and be all super humble and belittle yourself against you know other people no right. you need to be confident and right. tell them what you bring to the table Facts. you know uh, know, or know people won't value. respect it yeah you Choose need you got her you get yeah 100 percent, man 100 percent. love it uh what's your definition of success uh success is doing what you do that no let's see let's see let me not answer that too quick <laughs> success is um oh okay I kind of got two answers to it, okay. right? So, number one, success is you being on a journey to being the happiest person that you can be. Like, like whatever goal that you have, I don't, like, not materialistic, right? Like, that shit is there. That shit is there. Like, scratch that. I don't even feel like that's, that is success, right? But it's it's only, people just got it backwards, man. How can I explain this, Adam? Success, like, the material shit doesn't come first. You have to do the inside work. Mm. And then your mind, like your mind doesn't even think of ideas if you are in a negative state or if you think down about yourself or about your life. If you don't have self-confidence, you don't even get different ideas or you can't even be fully creative um, to even bring anything to the marketplace for people to enjoy or whatever it is, whatever your passion is. Um, So success is really just being on the road to doing what you love to do every single day that excites you. And um, like for me, success, like I feel like I'm successful if if I am the person that I want to be. Mm, let me ask you this. This might be a deep question, but who is that person that, that you want to be? Yeah. Okay. So like, all right. So it's like, um, um, it's who you are. And then it's, it's who you are right now. Right. And like who yourself. You're trying to and then, and yeah. And then like who you're trying to become, like you are that person, mm. right? Cause you got it inside of you. You got a vision. So you are that person. But you, it just hasn't manifested fully yet. So maybe you want to be bigger or maybe you want to, you know, have more confidence. You want to talk like this. You want to move like that. Whatever it is, you know, all this intangible stuff. I feel like that is my success if I'm able to get to that level. And for me, it's, it's literally the highest. Like so it's ultimate confidence is being around people and being able to influence people at a, at a like just energy. I walk into the room and people can just feel that. Mm-hmm. But they feel goodness, you know, from me and, um, um, you know. A, a king honestly you know so like uh somebody could say uh, a person say you know i'm a king or i'm a queen or whatever and they don't really even truly believe that mm. so i think to me my success internally is getting to the level where i truly 100 percent. like when i look in the mirror i believe it 100 mm. percent. like it's nothing that nobody else can tell me that will sway me from that i could have zero dollars in my pocket i can be homeless 
But when I look in the mirror, I, I can tell myself, yo, I am a king and I believe it 100%. I love that. You know so, what I'm saying? I have a couple more questions for you. Um, I want to know what. That was kind of deep, though. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good, though. I like that. Yeah, right on. Um, what's your why, man? Um, like why, why right now, obviously your why is developing, is changing yeah. as you, you know, grow and, yeah. and mature and, you know, become that person you're striving to become. But right now, you know, why do you wake up in the morning? What is that drive for you? Yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's a few different things, man. Number one is like on kind of like the, the, like the millennial side of, of things, right? It's like, I don't want to be super old and finally get quote-unquote materialistic successful right i still want to be in my 20s and do that shit Mm -hmm. um you know so part of that is my why part of me feels like not that i'm behind but that like i feel like i should i i have a certain standard like 26 27 28 i want to be at a certain level and if i don't work right now i'm i don't know i may not be able to get to that level if i don't put the work in now to actually see those fruits and results then Mm. you know because i've seen myself be 21 and think about myself at 25 Right. I'm like, yo, I want to be at, excuse me, I want to be at this level by the time at, I'm at 25. And that mean, I got to put the work in right now to be able to get there. So um, that's part of my reason of why, like my selfish, I guess, reason is that, you know, I I don't want to be rich when I'm 40. Like Drake said, you know what I'm saying? We want it right now. Um, and and the second thing is like, man, my heart is just so dope. Like for real, I don't like my heart is my heart is dope, man. I really want to help a lot of people and just do it in a unexpected way like what i what i thrive on like what i get high on i guess is other people being appreciated out of nowhere Mm. like i love that like me and my guy was talking man we'd be having you know a couple hour conversations and i was telling him like you know once we get things up and going we 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 maybe throwing events we doing other things like that i want to be able to be the person i can call you let's say adam me and you decided to do because i know you very similar to me i'm like hey adam like you know let's just you know take a couple couple grand and put it together and let's get somebody a car man and let's Mm -hmm. just give it away Right. Like doing stuff like that. That's just completely unexpected. That person may not even know me. They don't even know that they get in a car um, going into a grocery store and just paying for people food randomly doing giveaways. Like I'm very much that person, like for real. Like I think that's why I'm a truly be blessed. I have a lot because I know that I'm going to do a lot of stuff to be able to give it away. And I give the game. Anybody asks me about real estate, I give it out like I give it away for free. Um, so, yeah, man, that's just me, you know, and I and I. That's that's another why. It's, it's 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 people out there that that need me to be rich. They need you to be rich. That it's people that need that. You know, my mother, she needs me to be rich. Mm. You know, to be able to provide value. You know, in her life as well. I love it. Yeah, I I totally can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you, man? Man, call me on my phone number. Uh, <laughs> no, not playing. Um, find me on Instagram, man. Go follow me. I'm gonna actually really start putting more content on there once me and Adam start working together. I'm putting this on the podcast right now, and me and Adam have to work together in some type of way. So now he's locked in. Right on. Nah, nah. But um, find me on Instagram. It's at O Speaks. O S P E A K S. O Speaks. You can find me on there. I haven't been as as I I, I get on Instagram, but I haven't like been posting and stuff like that. I've just been kind of waiting to you know redo everything. But you can find me on there or find me on Facebook. Omari Heflin. Um, our company is Legacy Home Buyers. If any of you know anybody who's looking to sell a home, you know somebody that that is in trouble, they need to get out of a situation with their home. We come in, we pay our cash for the property. Um, that's what we do. That's my business. Um, and yeah, you know, that's pretty much how you can find me. You know, and just reach out to me from there, and you know, we can kind of go from there. If you got any questions, right on, dude. This just reminded me of. Um, <clears throat> I like that subtle like plug that you just did because <laughs> it reminded me of like when I heard this from a real estate podcast 
when someone says like, "Oh, how are you doing today?" and instead of just being like, "Good," and then that's it, it's like, "I'm looking good. to buy another I'm, house." I'm looking to buy another house. I'm looking to buy another house. Anyone. Yeah, yeah. I I'm looking that. to buy another. I'm good. I'm just looking to buy another house. They're like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking to buy another house. You know somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, yeah. Max, I think Max Maxwell says that. Yep. Shout out to him. He give out a lot of free information. So. Yeah, man, that's basically what it is. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to get into real estate or anything like that, um, you know, reach out to me. Let me know. I'm an open book. Um, I'm not going to walk you through every single step, though. A lot of people get that confused, man. They ask me literally every single question. And it's like, this is your journey. I'm going to start you off, but you got to put in the work. Once I see you put in the work, I'll help you, you know, as long as you're helping yourself. So, yeah. Right on, bro. Uh, before my very last question, uh, mm-hmm. the mic's yours. Is there anything that else you want to say? Give a shout out to or plug before I, before I ask the last one. Man, shout out to Adam, man, for having right this. On, uh, you know, having a podcast up and going, man. You brought me on, man. It's is super dope. Um, you know, I'm proud of you and everything that you guys been able to build in what less than a year. Mm-hmm. And you know, and all all this stuff. And you know, man, you have multiple different conversations, man. And you, Adam's a dope individual, man. If you need to connect with him, like you should. Um, that's just genuine. I'm not just saying that just because I'm on here like, like, like Adam Solid, man. We have multiple conversations, but, um, yeah, man, I just want anybody to know that you can do it. Like I'm, you know, a person that grew up in Hallville, Indiana, across 16th, like, you know, a single mother, the whole typical situation, you know what I'm saying? Um, like anybody can do that. And I know that's very typical, but I'm from Indianapolis. I'm here. I'm going to stay here. I got a lot of work to do here. Um, and you just, the, the main thing is that, you can be on Instagram. You can look at all these stories. You can look at what's buddy name? Uh, Dan. Dan. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? I don't know. <laughs> the way, Dan. Dan Blazarian. Oh, Dan Blazarian. Yeah. yeah Dan yeah, Blazarian. Yeah. Like you can look at all of that, right? But just know that that comes from you doing you changing your mindset. Like if you still feel like you can't do it on your own, you need to just. I don't know, type in podcast, type in things on self-confidence. Just listen to it consistently. Tell yourself how good you are, how dope you are, how fucking good you look. Even if you feel like you don't look good, y'all, I look fucking good today, period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just you doing that over time, you start to believe it in yourself, and other people start to feel that as well, and that's where it kind of, you know, starts to expand. If you believe in yourself, other people believe in you too, and that can, you know, obviously, you know, uh, execute your dream a lot further. So that's really it, man. It's just people to believe in themselves, period. Right on, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on here and dropping little, you know, nuggets of knowledge and sharing <laughs> your story. Um, I'm for excited sure. to get this one out here. But my last question for you, man. So mm-hmm. let's say that you go through your life, you, you build your legacy, you do everything that you want to do. You become this amazing film producer, even an actor. You, you know, change the world by these movies that you make, the content that you put out there. You're yeah. inspiring. You write books. You're your speaker. You know, you, you change the world in a positive way. Yeah, you yeah. really manifest everything that you're trying to manifest in, in your vision. And at the end of your life, it gets to the end and everything that you've done, all the knowledge, everything has to go with you. Yeah. And you have one thing to leave back on the earth with your for your family, your kids, your, your loved ones. What yeah. would that one lesson be? Whew. One lesson. Um, just to leave back, man. It, man, Adam, I, I, t- I, I kid you not, bro. It, it has to be self-love, bro. Mm. It got to be that, man, because everything stems from that. I don't care, like if you, dude, man, if you if you don't love yourself, you can't, number one, man. It just it's it's the source, dude. Like I want people to understand that is everything. That is the goal. Like like that's my only goal. When I'm sitting up making calls and calling and talking to other people, like like cold calling, right? Talking to other people, trying to trying to uh, get 
by by other people's properties. My goal isn't like, oh man, this person said no. Oh man, this person said no. It's how do how 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 am I speaking? Like how what am I thinking about mm-hmm. when I'm talking to them? It's not even about them. It's about me. So like you just got to reverse about how you think about a lot of stuff. Think about everything in society and start with reversing it, right? Like reversing it. A lot of shit that we do is backwards, mm. you know, versus like not saying that you shouldn't go to college and do all of that. But I'm just saying that like the, even the, all the food that we eat, the whole health industry, I ain't trying to get too deep. But I'm just saying like you need to be able to flip that, flip that and start to just question a lot of things. I would say that if if I can kind of let me let me do two. All right. Adam. So question everything, man. Don't take don't take somebody else's answer or what society gives you as an answer. Question it so that you can find more answers. And, and, and second is just self-love, man. You can't love somebody else truly unless you truly love yourself um and you can't really truly i I mean i believe building something the right way if you don't truly have self-loving yourself you know Mm -hmm. uh respecting yourself having self-confidence and uh, self-esteem about who you are and what you believe and what you're here to do and your value and all of that type of stuff so um man if if it's one lesson is that is literally just loving yourself and um you know thinking that you the shit but in a humble way though at Mm -hmm. the same time but um yeah, man, if everybody has that, then it's a lot of love that we can give because, I mean, you know, ha- half the shit that, you know, like, that's where all this stuff comes from. I know I don't know going on no, a tangent, no, no, but, like, going, that's going. where stuff comes from. Like, that's where, you know, envious and jealousy and all of that stuff comes from is because you don't it's because you don't have enough self-confidence that you can do it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's all intangible stuff that what I'm saying, but it's real talk, like self-love is literally the only thing watch p diddy man just go on his page and just watch his page man like he talk about this all the time but it's really just that it's really self-love and uh a lot of the things that we do to hurt each other it stems from us not being calm not us not thinking that we can do it on our own and uh being mad that somebody else got it mm. that's all great advice it's all about putting in that inner work for that's yourself. it man that's it's it. a fact bro so uh, I encourage everyone to really listen to this podcast, unpack. There's some really great, uh, you know, pieces of knowledge in, in this one. Unpack this, watch it twice. You know, I appreciate you, bro, for, uh, you know, coming on this podcast. Definitely yeah, no this will be the first of many things that we create together. Come on, man. I'm super excited. Come on, man. Um, but guys, whew, this was another episode of Novelty Growth Voice. It's Adam Karen Dang, your host, signing off.